from another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. A man uncertain of his future. What you've got here, Brenda, is a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. It's not possible. And haunted by his past. Wait a minute, Nash. I want some answers. You cannot die, McLeod. I am Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. I am immortal. <laughs> A hero who is about to face his greatest challenge. You will always be weaker than I. What can you tell me about a seven-foot lunatic hacking away with a broadsword at one o'clock in the morning, New York City, 1985? Not much. For he is not alone. In the end... There can be only one. There can be only one. And here we are, we're the princes of the universe. Here we belong, it for survival. We've come to be the rulers of the Everybody, hello and welcome to the I'll See You in Hell podcast. My name is Ollie and I'm here with my buddy Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. Who wants to live forever? He's teasing the film already, but before I, we get to that, uh, I'm going to introduce his brother Jason, who's back with us. Say hello, Jason. Hello. All right. Uh, this week we are covering the 1986 classic Highlander. This movie was directed by Russell Mulcahy. It stars Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, and Clancy Brown. Um, the best summary I could find of many summaries was that an, an immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponent, a murderously mm. brutal barbarian who lusts for the mm -hmm. fabled prize. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he wants it. Give me the prize. <laughs> Gotta have it. He's got to yeah. have that prize, Jason, right? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, you'd, either, you'd like that prize, wouldn't you? You know what uh, I mean? I don't know. So what is the prize, yeah. Jason? What's the prize? Like, you, okay, well, as far as I understand it, it's like, for number one, it's kind of shitty because it's mortality. That's part of the prize. No, I think that's awesome. Uh, and, uh, like, basically knowing the thoughts and desires of all mankind uh is kind of this um kind of this uh 
I don't even know what you'd call it. It's such a weird, vague kind of prize that it's like, hey, I can be a normal dude and and have kids and stuff now. Although I think they take away the immortality. You don't remember he gets huh? to die, he gets to die now. I think that's, that's what I said. I thought, oh, I thought you said. I thought you said. I thought you said no. he gets to be immortal. No, yeah, no. He he they, they, they he loses like the prize. All these immortals have been around for like forever, and the prize is like, oh, okay, you've won. Now you're mortal. You're gonna grow old and die. You can have kids, which is nice. Um, and then like you like you have some kind of insight. I don't know if it's like mind reading. I don't think it's like mind reading. Like I'm gonna get into this guy's brain, but uh, more of a more of a. Uh, ultimate understanding of what people really want. Uh, so, Jason, give yeah. your give your you know few sentence explanation of what you how you would describe the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot of this movie. Well, is... just the, the general idea of what they're trying to do. Well, all these all these like ancient, I guess you'd call them uh, immortals. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, who can only die from a beheading? Yeah, uh, have been going, running around the world for th- like thousands of years, basically f- running into each other, fighting each other, and killing each other. And then once they kill their opponent, they like basically, like they are infused with that person's power, probably knowledge and stuff. I don't know. Uh, and then, and then. It, at some point when there's only a few of them left, they're all drawn to this one particular place uh, for the final battle. And then whoever is the last man standing uh, or a woman, because supposedly there's, there's, there's ladies too, uh, gets the prize, which we've, as what we've was the out. name of the final battle? There was a term for it, like a, a oh, the gathering. The, the gathering. gathering. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but when oh, you walk, yeah. so, but they have like a general term to like all the things that happen when like your powers happen, like the quickening or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whenever the lightning and shit, like you get the quickening, yeah. it's all inside of you or whatever. It really reminds me of like when I started watching it again, I was like, this sort of reminds me of Star Wars. Like, not the not dying part, but the uh, part like where there's like force ghosts that talk in your mind and tell you mm-hmm. like these, you know, because he Ramirez back at the very end telling him like, here's all your powers you get because you're the chosen one and all this other stuff. And uh, there was just a f- I thought there was a few different little I, I wrote them down, but a few different like Star Wars type scenes in there. But yeah, I, I just thought oh the you know the Padawan and the you know the the teacher guy. So I guess yeah. <clears throat> so when I was watching this, I was watching with my Ollie lens on, and I was also <laughs> <laughs> because so I I know fucking goddamn well that when you were watching Firefox last week, Jason, thank Jason, you should thank me that you didn't have to watch that movie. You thanked me that I didn't break down. Oh, yeah, Firefox. So so fucking awesome. <laughs> so listen, so listen. So we were talking about it, and it's the same thing. It's like you watch these movies when you're a kid, and you have this yeah. fucking attraction to them for whatever reason, right? Because at the time, they were the most amazing, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ollie, I had this connection to Firefox because it was the only movie his fucking dad owned. And so he all watched it every time he went there. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have it too. So um, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking, Ollie, <laughs> Ollie's going to hate a few things of this. A. <laughs> That there's swords in it. There's swords in it. No, he, he doesn't mind swords, but there's magic or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. sort of magic. He's gonna hate that. He's gonna hate that. B. He's gonna hate that. Uh, well, uh, that um, the special effects are ter- are are well. Um, they're not all terrible, but they're they're not. You know, when you go back and look at them, they had the did the same 
Conan guy do the special effects for the end of this they're movie? Very, they're very 80s rock video. The rotoscope? rotoscope they're, they're 80s rock video uh, special Jordan, effects. Like the, yeah. the lightning and everything. I just felt like Motley Crue was going to bust through the wall <laughs> at any second. Well, Jason, who did the soundtrack of this movie? Queen. I mean, yeah, fucking Queen. Which we used is, to yeah. fucking love that soundtrack, soundtrack from high school, man. I still yeah. love it. What are you talking about? I still love it, too. Soundtrack. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an amazing mm-hmm. soundtrack. And and not only that, but just like the score itself, I was like, I was listening to it this time, kind of paying attention. I was like, yeah, I, I really dig, I dig this. I dig, okay, yeah, it was good. Yeah, was uh, that, I mean, but yeah, we, we, the, when, it, when it comes to special effects on this thing, I when I first saw it, I was like, damn, this is unbelievable. unbelievable. Even now, watching it, it's like. That's still pretty fun. Like I, I, I don't know that I've seen anything quite like that at the end, like mm-hmm. the end scene where he's, where he's, you know, he's won and everything. Um, Although it looks like he's lost because there's demons and shit in all the, you know, all the fun. I, I have no idea what that is supposed to be. Like, are like are these like the souls of? All the <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Well, you know what? What movie between themselves and? Well, you know what movie stole it, or rather, what what storyline stole it was Mortal Kombat. Remember the end of Mortal Kombat, where the bad guy dies and all of the souls of everybody he oh, yeah. released are released. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was the same thing, but this one did it ahead of time. So, Jason, yeah. I, I was going through here, and you know, uh, I, there's a, a lot of things I like about this movie. Uh, I actually kind of like that. Oddly enough, the storyline you're showing the pictures of right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, so 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 Connor McLeod played played by uh, what's his face Christopher uh, Lambert. Christopher Lambert. When you become one of these immortals, you don't become one until you die the first time. Mm-hmm. Is what it sounds like to me. Uh, and you're sort of like it's like a vampire when you get turned, you, you stay that age forever. I, it's what I assume. But Jason, is that right? I mean that that I think you're you've always been a high you know a, a highlander you know, right but you don't you've always been an immortal but, but you don't stop aging until you die the first time yeah like like that's where it catches you and you're like okay this is where you're at forever now which right. is why you know, Ramirez is old right so he dies in like the 1400s in the Scottish Highlands and that's where he gets his shit first unlocked Kurgan's running around there apparently at a the main bad guy Clancy Brown another Highlander the guy he fights in the end who's fucking awesome he uh, he's running around and it's like a separate clan or something but I guess the one of the one of the things I was wondering another parallel to Star Wars is he like knows about Connor before he ever goes to fight him yeah. in that battle in the 1400s. He he runs up to him. He first time he tells uh, all his dudes not to fight him. He's like he's mine, and then he he. But that's before he's even died once. I think he's been. I think he's been looking for for these people. So he's been like, tracking them down. He's been tracking these people down, and that's. God, but that I means he has to have known that if he was one though before he even knew he was one. You yeah, see what I'm saying? True, actually. So it's so like the force where the midichlorian does sentence. Confused me. That's something that's always confused me because they made that second movie. No, I disavow. I disavow. I disavow. But, but <laughs> I, yes. But now that you brought that up, they're right, aliens. You brought that up, and, and it's that, that he he seems to know who he's looking for already before that guy even knows that he's a Highlander. That 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 before anything could have told him that that guy is a Highlander or an immortal. I want to say because they're not yeah. all they're not all Highlanders. He's the, yeah, he's a... Before he so so somehow he knows that, and Ramirez like, knows it too. Because mm-hmm. Ramirez had to have traveled from somewhere to find him, and right. he finds him yeah, pretty quick yeah, after he's all fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. 
So I thought that was a little no. forcey as well, a little Star Warsy as well. They got made a, a little sensing people that are also Jedi sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that second movie really pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, so Ollie, see, we're 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 uncovering some things that you know. <laughs> Sometimes I, these podcasts are really like therapy between you and your. Yeah, it's like ther- <laughs> therapy. But this movie has this movie. I, this movie has many amazing things. Like I just love. Well, first off, I, I love uh, I love the Kurgan. He's. He's mm-hmm. he's the best, and then I love Ramirez, who, by the way, is an Egyptian <laughs> because they put eyeliner on him. They put eyeliner yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, what's his name again? Who's the actor? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. What's his on. name? Yeah, Just yeah. that little actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they put a little eyeliner on. Slapped some. They slapped some foundation on to make it a little darker. Say so he's Egyptian, but they call him a Spaniard. That's just because he travels around, right, Jason? Juan Lobos Ramirez. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and he's probably taking a Spaniard's name. Right. You know. Well, he, ne- you know, he never fucking says anything about where they're from, even though we, you seem to think that he knew, he knew where he came from. Whereas Connor doesn't seem to know. He's no and shit. He's been around for like twenty years, right? He's. Uh, he was a baby. He was fucking born there, as far as anybody knows, in the first movie. And then the second movie, they just like, I don't know, throw all that out. So it, it kind of pisses me off. Uh, I like the idea that they don't know why. Nobody mm. knows why they're there or what the deal me is too. exactly. Yeah. There's just over thousands of years, they've kind of run into each other and kind of figured this thing out that, oh, this is this is the, this is happening for some Because sometimes they don't even fight each other when they, no, you know. They just hang out. Jesus Christ, I was laughing my ass off that scene where uh, he runs into Castigier and yeah. Castigier like on the bridge and Castigier is all like, you know, whoops out this flask. Yeah, it's like, the sword. Like, and, yeah, like, and like, yeah, and like uh, Connor's all like, oh, well, you know, what's, what's that? You trying to poison me? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, a little boom, boom. A big, big strong man like you is afraid of a little boom, boom. And then, <laughs> And then <laughs> they have this flashback, which this fucking movie in flashbacks, man. That, There's the, even a flashback inside of a flashback. Yeah, this one is. So, <laughs> that's what this one is. But no, this is no, oh, this no is, not this one. Not this one. Yeah. But they flash back to like I don't know, 1783, I think it was, because he mentioned mm-hmm. a couple times one with that brandy. <laughs> that he opened up. 1783, where the, where he gets into this duel. Yeah, with this guy. Holy shit, I forgot how fucking funny that, <laughs> yeah, was. that was. Yeah, because he kept on killing him, but then not yeah. killing him. Yeah. Stabbing him over and over again. Until and then finally, the guy's assistant runs Connor's away. Like, All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, his assistant was, his, yeah. Yeah, his fancy boy was like, egging him on. Like, yeah, trying yeah. to get him. Yeah, he's stabbing him a bunch of times. And he was like, well, the first time he tried to stab him, he was like, I think you missed. I, just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I think you yeah, missed. Think he, missed. he obviously stabbed him like yeah. right along. Yeah. I think you missed. Whatever. Oh my God. He stabbed him. Yeah, that part was great. Uh, just, uh, just over and over again. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bassett is waiting, sir. Tell him I'm ready. Christ, I've gone blind. On guard, sir. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful, sir. Thank you. That's it? That you? You missed him, Mr. Bassett. Stop, sir. 
I beseech you. I apologize for calling your wife a bloated warthog. <laughs> and I bet you a good day. Yeah, there's a lot of stab in this movie. Like he left that lady, so they put in they put in a little bit of the love interest in here. You know what mm. I mean? But to be to be fair, the the she's like a scientist, right? And I, and she, I don't know how she gets called out into a murder scene, anyways. But she shows up and she's some sort of like antique person scientist, or I don't know. She's, she's their CSI. Well, mm. CSI, but she has a she has a weird like a side love for like ancient oh, swords and stuff like that, which yeah. sort of like takes over versus the, oh, star. Like, I the killer, yes. What I thought was interesting because at the very end, you know, he's like proven to her that he's a, you know, he's an immortal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He gives her this knife and he's like, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, stab me, you know, stab me with this knife and I'll show you, show you I'm, yeah. alive, I'm alive still. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. like won't do it. So he like stabs himself or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Hurts himself real bad. And she's like, Oh, ah, like that. You know what I mean? And then, Cut to smash cut to like 30 seconds later, they're nailing. They're, yeah. like, they're, 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 they're nailing. Like, right after he stabbed yeah, himself, my father were like. He showed his quality. He yeah, he showed his quality. They, just, yeah. They yeah. nail. And then what I like yeah. the best is, what I like yeah. the best is, she like played the guy's role in this because she's like, uh, you know, she has this, that cheesy ass line. And she's like, most people are afraid to die. You're afraid to live. And then <laughs> and then she like walks away, like walks away and leaves him. Yeah, she nails him yeah. and walks away and leaves him. I thought that was yep. uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, yep. it was a hard score there. But uh yeah, so I thought that was um that was the other part I like with her, Jason, is um so there's a part where Kurgan, the main bad guy who's been basically running around trying to kill as many immortals as he can so he can get powerful and you know win the quickening and basically turn the earth into a really dark place. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's running around in New York City. Uh, he has uh, been fighting a couple of the immortals and killing them there. By the way, his giant-ass sword that he has to screw together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> it's Pretty good, cool. except for it's good, except for Jason. Ollie, I know you hated this part. I'll just ask Jason if he hated it. You gotta yeah. wait, wait, Nathan. <laughs> you have to let me actually speak in order to understand whether right, I like it think? or not. All right, okay. All right, I could have just been a cardboard right. cut out here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, what did you think about the fights between uh, what was hey. that guy, Cat Castigan? Cat Castigan. Okay. Castigir, Castigir, and uh, and and the Kurgan. Oh. Okay, let me know when you're ready for me to talk. I just <laughs> okay, I have a lot to say. First of all, I did not, <laughs> I did not hate this movie. I actually liked this movie. I enjoyed whoa, this movie. Whoa. I actually think that the concept and the idea, which I ha I had never seen this before. I had never. I mean, I'd heard of it, but and I had a friend when I was young whose last name was McLeod, and I remember he loved it because of that. Like, he really <laughs> uh, got into it because of that. But anyway, I thought it was a very, very cool idea, and it was, for the time, very well executed. I like mm. these, and I, and I was actually surprised the jump back and forth parts didn't bother me as much as I expected when they started, because when it started, I was like, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. Like, the, you know, five <laughs> storylines layered on top of each other. But it didn't bother me as much. I thought the some of the fight scenes were pretty remarkable, and I thought the like one of the funniest parts, one part that I I did bust up laughing though, is when these two were fighting at the very beginning, which oh, was, yeah. like underneath the the wrestling backflips. Yeah, the backflips. Because I was thinking like, <laughs> yes! you know, that's how I want to oh. enter and exit a room. I just want to backflip out. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> 
the amount of the amount of time they spent showing that guy doing backflips, watching yeah. it this time, I was so cognizant of it. Just yeah. like, damn, that guy is—he's just. I've seen one or two other around. movies where they've shown somebody's quality by how they can backflip, and I can't mm-hmm. remember for like no reason. Yeah, and this was excessive backflipping for sure. But, uh, backflipping. I, but I did have said before, like if I knew how to backflip, I feel like I backflip a lot. I would backflip. <laughs> I would backflip through the grocery store. I'd be like, hey, which, yeah. which way? <laughs> At least the first day I knew how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, I also love this. By the way, this picture I'm showing on screen is a picture of his apartment slash lair, and it was so 80s. Like he's got like the dingy fucking fish tank in the background that looks like it hasn't been cleaned, and that uh-huh. is the most 80s like Miami Vice cocaine couch I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, can get like, you can get like six, seven prostitutes on there probably. Yeah. Kind of extreme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the bad. I thought the bad guy, also known as the Kurgan or the Gherkin or whatever, uh, was Kurgan. Kurgan. He was incredible, and I had my only like previous images of that actor have been from Shawshank Redemption and Starship Troopers, which were two very similar roles. And like to see him in this was really like a departure for me. But I could just picture. I was just thinking about this just now, like because this is a movie for the super nerds, like the the nerds that know this movie are like deep, deep, like in nerddom. And I imagine that (laughs) that poor actor at Starbucks probably like gets fucking called out like every day, like hey, there can be only one, you know, like he was on season. (laughs) He was also one of the goods on season one of the Mandalorian in one of the episodes. He did a lot of nerds a pet cemetery he's the he's, he's the in, voice of mr krabs green mile isn't he in the green mile yeah, no yeah i don't, I don't think, think he's in the green mile oh, i thought he was like a regular old guard in the green mile but i'm getting that just confused with shawshank shawshank yeah uh, yeah he's yeah he's in a ton of stuff and people constantly just they still they just love that guy i love him. i love him too like I, his character is awesome yeah i like this how he had his neck almost <laughs> cut oh, off yeah or head cut off, and he's yeah. got bobby like bobby pins or something. <laughs> like all this, <laughs> yeah, this book is great. Yeah, it's the greatest. I'm gonna see. I don't think he was in Green Mile. I'm pretty sure. It would be weird for him to no, be in two, you guys would, in, in two Stephen King movies. But his role in Shawshank Redemption was not that dissimilar to his role in Starship Troopers. But you know, it was a very oh shit. Oh, I didn't know what? he was in Dexter. Interesting. Yeah, he's in Rick and Morty. Oh, he was in DuckTales. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he continues to work, though, right? I mean, like, he's always had, you know, he's always had jobs. He was in The Crown. He played Lyndon Johnson in The Crown. That's interesting. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was in, let's see, Montgomery Duck. What was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got Never quite a career, it. man. I, I, I really did enjoy this movie. I know I know, it would have delighted you more if I despised it. I mean, look, <laughs> I... I uh, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm going to, like, watch it a bunch of times, but I could totally see, and I, by the, like, so perhaps I had a little bit better understanding of the of the idea here, which was to watch a movie from our youth that meant something to us that made the other. <laughs> so I could see why you dug this movie, because it had swords, sorcerers, and mysticism. I think the part that, like, if this movie were to get made again today, the part that I would love them to explore more is, like, the whole sort of subculture of of 
what it is to be one of these immortals. And I'll give you an example of a movie that did it well. Like the John Wick movies had that whole has that whole subculture of the continental. Like it's it's more of a society than anything. It's not like right. it's like a whole culture of assassins. Like the same thing could be done here. Like if there was a whole like like if there was a, a way that they all can recognize each other on the street, if there were many more of them that were out there that they could just sort of like a wink and a nod and they knew that they were talking to somebody similar, you know, I felt like that uh, could have been explored more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, uh, they made a TV show that went on for, did they really? Like, yeah. Okay, it went like, on for quite a few seasons. Like seasons actually. And, uh, it really gets into this whole thing. Like there's this whole, uh, like organization that has discovered that they exist and mm. like tries to keep tabs on them as much as possible and shit like that. And follows his cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, they do, they can feel each other though. They do know when each other's around because they get okay. this, this, this feeling, like this gut feeling. And they're like, like when he's at the ver- at the very beginning of the movie and he's mm-hmm. sitting in the watching the wrestling and stuff. And then you know, yeah, yeah, he knows. And suddenly he's like, shit. Yeah, and then he goes, I, he goes running up, and he's like, "Oh, Fazil." I love that fucking scene, by the way. And my favorite part of that wrestling arena scene was the super fan right behind. Oh the, yeah, yeah. He was just this big, like burly yeah. like, taxi cab driver. He's like, "Oh my god, this is the best fight ever!" And it was like, close up <laughs> yeah. with, like foaming What's, mouth. It was yeah. awesome. That was guy, a real wrestler too. Dude, like Greg yeah. Gagne was there. Gagne, um, I was gonna say he was like yeah. my favorite back in the day. I used yeah, to me watch too. That. Fucking, well, it's like a WCW or something like that. AWA, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it was. But uh, so, so, what were all the powers? What were all the powers of the immortals? Right, so they can't die. They can't. Yeah. They can't grow old. They can sense each other, like force stuff. They might yeah. know about each other. They can breathe underwater, I guess. Although mm-hmm. that doesn't really make sense. It's more I don't like know if they breathe underwater. It just doesn't bother them to not have to breathe. <laughs> okay, so could they survive like the vacuum of space? Probably. Hmm. What happens if they got burnt like their bones? He walked through fire before and it didn't affect him. Uh, uh, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Ollie. Yeah. Would you choose to be an immortal like this guy, knowing that basically everyone that you'd befriend in your life or liked or you like fell in love with would would die off and you'd keep living? No. Really? Yeah. Jason. Would I be interested yeah. in being an immortal? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I do would, because me too. I would, <laughs> I, would, I, would, Listen, I would use my... I would have such an increased wisdom and intelligence from letting mm-hmm. live for so long that I... Yeah, you would, Jason. <laughs> First off, you'd have, a, you'd, would, have, you'd have the wisdom, right? Because you'd be living a bunch of experience. Sure, sure. So you, and intelligence, while, yeah, you wouldn't, like, get... You know, your brain wouldn't get, like, a million times smarter... By just by doing things over and over again, I think you would gain some sort of intelligence, maybe. Uh, But anyways, so I feel like you could use that to benefit everyone that came into your life, even though they died off. It would be sad, but you'd make them have really good lives while they were around, probably. So I feel like I'd do immortal (laughs) stuff, you know? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, after a while, though, you might get bored. Well, then I have have to cut my head off. You know, I gotta say that's the like. I mean, like, there you go. Sure. I mean, that's how you do it, right? That's how you do it. The going wisdom when it comes to, uh, like, kind of like super long lived uh, beings, right? Is that is the boredom problem? Mm. Uh, 
that that's the major issue because after a while it's just like I've done everything already many many times probably and this is fucking boring there's nothing new I could possibly do so so Jason let's talk and Ollie didn't watch a director's cut but I, I feel like there was there was this one scene in there I wanted to call out that yeah. for people out there who, ha, who who've seen this movie he he has uh, Connor McCloud because he's like 600 years old or 500 years old he, he's he's started to collect um, relics and artifacts you know like things uh, uh, for for his shop he's got mm-hmm. an antique shop and he's collected them over the years and he's got the stash in his back room with all his like super special ones Um and he's got a business, so out of his business there, he has a, a secretary named Rachel. And she's probably like, I don't know, 50. She's supposed to probably be like 50-something maybe, uh, maybe a little older or younger. And uh, in the in the non-director's cut, as far as I can tell, if I remember correctly, it, 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 it's not – they don't look like they're romantically involved but they look like they're very close and they do have like a kiss on the lips where you're like, well, maybe once they were romantically involved and it was mm. super confusing. And I never could figure out what the deal was between those two. Cause I don't think they mentioned it in the director's cut. Now, Jason, Ollie, yeah. did you see a part? Cause you watched mm. the non-director's cut. Did you see a part where Duncan flashes back or Connor flashes back and he's in a barn with a little girl and he saves her from the Nazis? Yes. Yes. Okay, I did so that, that wasn't part. the regular one. Okay. Yeah. That's the extended. So all I did watch the extended one because that's not in the regular one. Because I remember being confused about who the fuck she was. So Ollie, when we when I've watched this movie like every time, probably for this time here, mm-hmm. I I didn't know that she was a child that he had saved, mm-hmm. and now it makes it even weirder because he was like a father figure to her, and I feel like the kiss he gives her at the end was kind of. Kind of like, hey. yeah, yeah. So that, it fucked me up a little bit yesterday. Well, I was dude, watching. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're constantly re- referencing fucking Star Wars, right? But Anakin, I know. Anakin but... starts that fucking series as like a five year old and ends up with what's her name? Well, I mean, uh, she's hot, though, you know? She's yeah. Hot, you know? <laughs> so it's okay. Mabu Weebu, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wow. I'm 10 years old. I'd probably try to, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm kidding, people out there. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm looking at a lot of Nazis. What was that? Was he a Nazi in a movie? These are his like his IMDb pictures, and they're pretty funny. This is Lambert, Christopher Lambert, who I recognize. Like the first movie I ever saw him in was Mortal Kombat. He played Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Oh Mortal shit! Kombat. Right. Yeah. That um, came after this. I'm sure. Oh yeah, very much after. This picture is hilarious, though. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like he's got like his coat off of one shoulder and he's naked underneath. Yeah, it's like, yeah I don't know what other movies he has Ooh, been in since that were yeah any good. I guess. Jason, I think do you know? he just does B movies. Like he's just a solid B movie actor. Yeah, right? yeah. I think his it's I like Fortress. Yeah. yeah, I feel like so his accent is like sort of like I I, I feel like it's kind of like Jean Claude's where. He's lived in the U.S. I feel like, or he's been around the U.S. and the U.S. movies for so long that mm. he could get, he could get, he could be, a, he, could, he probably could be a little better. I would think. I feel like he should be better. Like I feel like, you know, <laughs> he's, he's still like. But um, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to rationalize why he's being held back. Why? Why don't? Why people don't hire him or whatever? Yeah. Why doesn't he have more of a career? Yeah. You know, I also be... think because he does. He's not a great actor. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, that might be it. <laughs> So, it but, might be it. Yeah, that might be yeah, a big yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this is him in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he was rated. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I actually think I feel like I like that movie. But uh, yeah, another watch it now. Like... Yeah, I 
saw that. They're doing one. It's going to be on um, what's it called? Uh, fucking uh, HBO Max. We talked about that. All those uh, movies that are coming straight to HBO Max. It's going to be uh, one of them. But like of all the movies in this, all the actors in this movie, he actually has the worst career because like Sean Connery yeah. had a huge career, and the the Gherkin guy, he fucking had a tremendous. <laughs> career. <laughs> the Kurgan always said that can't be done. Jesus Christ. Just for the Jesus record, a, a, gherk, a gherkin is a pickle. It's also, it's also a knife, right, Jason? Uh, that's Gurkha. That's Gurkha. 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 Speaking of knives and swords, this is what I want to say earlier, which was. Knives and swords. The I I I was watching this with the with the fighting. I go on like, okay, let's mm -hmm. see how bad the fighting was. You know, every movie in the eighties, I feel like almost every movie in the eighties, they had a really hard time with sword fights. I feel like they just did, uh, making them look like real, like a lot of slow, ponderous attacks and yada yada. Um, so you know, it's sort of interesting. So this movie, I was watching when I saw <laughs> when I so I saw Kurgan assembling his giant sword. Yeah, and then swinging it around, I was thinking, man, it's gonna be hard to block that shit. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if he's and when he's fighting the one dude, uh, the one uh, fucking immortal guy, the black immortal, I can't remember his name, but Caskier, in the mm -hmm. alleyway, and it's real slow, <laughs> just yeah. real slow, because I think because if if Kurgan would have swung it like full speed, he would just knock that guy's sword out of the way and like hit him for reals or something. So it was real ponderous and crap. And I, you know, otherwise it was, it was pretty decent, but I thought there were a couple times in there where if they ever did make this movie again, which yeah. I, I feel like totally could, um, yeah. uh, that would be one of the things that I would be very eager to see be better is like, I think some they of the could definitely ones. make this movie again. I think that would be worthwhile. Cause I think it's a, it is like the underlying story of it is pretty cool yes. and it has a lot of opportunity for interesting stuff. And nowadays with like the whole arsenal of tools that a modern movie production could bring to it, whether yeah. it's art direction or creation of like weapons or, you know, or special effects or any of those things, they, they could clearly do it. Well, I'm actually surprised when you tell me that there was a TV show. Cause that was one of the things I put in my notes later is that there could have been a great TV show out of this. But it sounds. Yeah, like I mean, it did last for a number of years. My mom used to love yeah. it. So yeah. they like. I think there was, I, I, as well. I think there was too. Series. So yeah, they could do this, and they could do like a prequel series, right? Leading up to this, that movie yeah. right there, they could do two, and then this could be the third movie, basically a remake of this movie, which or a version of it, or whatever, it might be cool or whatever. But yeah, they they could totally do. It. I normally would not say I want things to be remade, but this one, upon yeah. watching it, I was like, yeah, they could cast probably a little more interesting person as Connor. Um, mm. and uh, and then flesh out the background some more, and then have better mm. action and special effects. I think that would be fucking pretty dope. Fucking yeah. Kurgan could play his you role, Phil. He could. That's, that'd be awesome. The strange lack of blood. Like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of heads get die. Yeah, a lot of heads get cut off, but there's nothing, you know, like there's no spurting blood. There's that whole scene at the beginning where there's a war between these two clans. And that was actually I like the way they shot that because yeah. they would get in there wasn't a lot of like weird like fake flailing in the background while two people fought and that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of like close up kind of like, oh, we're in the action kind of things. But again, not a lot of blood. The guy gets his throat slit, and you don't see like a you know. A bunch right, of right. I've been watching a lot of Quentin Tarantino lately, it's and kind of crazy. Oh, and one thing that <laughs> a lot of blood continually pisses me off about this fucking movie that I love is Brenda, <laughs> the metallurgist, uh -huh. calling 
a katana a samurai. Oh, yeah. He refers to it as the samurai or samurai. Like, you want to say samurai sword, which is, like, you... You wrote a book about this stuff. There's no fucking way that you're talking about this like that. Who, yeah. What? Who? Who did? Well, that? I don't want to know. Who, I, I don't know if the director's done any other movies, but I'm, maybe he didn't think to have like a a person to come on and be like. But that should be that's a central part of the storyline. She probably brings some of the sword no, expert see, on to... At the beginning, she picks up that guy's sword, the Fazil sword from the thing. And she calls it a Toledo Salamanca broadsword. Like she's got the whole like. <laughs> Thing out, but then yeah. she calls the fucking katana, uh, calls it the samurai, know, bro. Oh, the samurai, blah blah. I, know. I was like, oh, Brenda, you're killing I me. I did like the part. I did love. Did you love the part where Kurgan's driving around with her at the very end of the movie? Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> and he's mirroring everything she does. Yeah. Like she's screaming, and he'll take his hands off the wheel and scream. Yeah, <laughs> like he's mirroring. By the way, by the way. He's running people off the road. Yeah, he's he's running people over on the road. He's he's driving dangerously between two giant trucks. Which, last time I checked, if you get squashed between two giant trucks, you might get your head cut off prematurely, which wouldn't be good. Like you're heading towards the final battle, bro. Just drive fifty five. You're good to go, man. Don't fucking kill yourself before you get there. Like the fuck. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I love that scene. That's so iconic when he's just. It's just the. I love the way they shot that. It's so like the two, New York, New York in the background. Yeah. Two comments slash question, one comment and one question. So the comment I have is the one scene that kind of took me out of it and felt kind of cheesy was the Sean Connery and and you know um, Connor Connor uh, on the beach and they see like a deer or something Bro. and they try to like replicate it and then like, yeah, run yeah. as so they're, so they're breathing at the same breathing pattern and then all yeah. of a sudden they can run at the same pace of it. I thought that was yeah. like... Uh, Come on, bro. It's like the forest. He's uh, okay. using force power to be okay. like a deer. Right, Jason? Here, here's what, my... Yeah. Oh, Jason, Jason does. No, I, no, I was going to say, what, what <laughs> is they, like he teaches them all these things about like... <laughs> Their quote unquote abilities. Yeah. He just, you know, he's like, oh, you can't be killed. You know, this thing's called the quickening where you, you know, this energy or whatever. And then, and then when they're doing, when he gets to this point, he's just like, and now for the last. Yeah. And that's it. He didn't say anything else about it. He's just like, this is the last, I guess, the last little bit of this or whatever. Yeah. Where By the way, what can, was his... can essentially connect to, to any creature on the planet. Like, you know, yeah. you can, like you just become like, you enter this sort of relationship with it if it's if it's nearby and you can I don't know understand it or something. Okay, before before you speak, David, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask a question too, and this is forgive me, this is a really stupid question. It's probably something I should have picked up on. What is the the reason for the statement? There can be only one. I don't get it because there are many of them. There are bunches of them. So what does that mean when they say there can only be one or there can only be one? I don't get it because there's a bunch of them. So what? You want to take this? Do you want me to take it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it just it, it just refers to the prize. If you want to win the prize, you've got to be the last man standing. So they're. Oh, I see. Prize. So if you kill them yeah. all, then yeah. then you the get the one. prize. And then, yeah, uh, and because it's like a, a thing that is happening to to all of them across the the planet over the centuries, and they're all yeah. finally being drawn to this place. Like they can't. Uh, I I don't know if like how strong that is, but they can't avoid it. They're all got. They've got mm-hmm. to go there. Uh, and deal with this thing and, and see they're drawn to it. To the yeah, they're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend was aptly asking a bunch of questions. It was super annoying. Uh, <laughs> for, for the movie. 
<laughs> just trying to tear it apart. Uh, uh, well, she fucking actually, hated Firefox. Although, so. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> although, now, although now she wants to watch the second half, which is great. Um, but, <laughs> so, so was Jason and Ollie, I, I, was there only four that made it to New York, to the gathering? Like Kurgan, McLeod, um, the white guy in the Fazil. in the first part, Fazil, and then... Uh, uh, yeah. The guy in the bridge. Yeah, uh, Castigar. Castigar. Yeah. So only four, right, that made it? Yeah. I, I wish there was more that had made it. I feel like I remembered more making it. And if they ever made a new movie, they should have more make it. So like 10 or 12. Yeah, sure. a remake of that, that would be pretty fucking great. Yeah, but now the other question I have for you guys is why did... <clears throat> why did Ramirez feel the need to tra- find and train Connor? Hmm. When he should just want to kill him, right? I mean, was he trying to get like a ally to go against like the Kurgan or something? I'm kind like, of wondering. I think so because because they never cover that, right? right? Well, he says like he says that you know I got to like when the Kurgan shows up at Connor's like you know castle house thingy, right? Uh, and and Ramirez is like oh, I got here first. I prepared him for you, sucker. <laughs> uh, and, I think he and, did then, yeah. So so like. It makes me wonder if, like, Ramirez has been running around trying to find somebody else who he can, mm-hmm. you know, fight the Kurgan with or, you know. That's uh, crazy. I don't know why he kind of – I don't know if he's, like, laying it all on Connor. And, like, I yeah. know because of my previous knowledge that we know these things from where we're from more and all this other kind of stuff. I know that you're, like, the chosen one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if, I, if I teach you enough to survive, then you'll be able to handle this guy when it's time. And he didn't want the earth to, you know, he he didn't, you know, he because he says like if the Kurgan gets it, the earth will be like cast into darkness or whatever the fuck he's yeah. going to be. But so maybe he knows or feels that yeah, he he he's got to take the Kurgan out no matter what, or he knows that yeah, that Connor is like some sort of chosen one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or Duncan, Duncan was it Duncan or Connor? Anyways, one of the guys. Connor. Connor, yeah. So yeah, so I, I thought that was yeah, I was I just wondered about that because they never really explicitly say, hmm. which I thought was weird. Yeah. Are there parts of this movie that you guys like now? Because I don't know, is is this the kind of movie, Nathan, that you watch sort of ritualistically like every couple of years? Or is it is it something that like you just you just know you like it so you don't revisit it kind of thing? Like the rings every year. You're not one of those. No, 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 no. Now I know that I've I, I just sort of like it, so I, I don't need to watch it as often to remind myself. But so I hadn't seen it in probably a few years, three or four years. So yeah, it, every three or four years I'll watch it again somehow. Whatever. Did you did uh, you and on your most recent rewatch of it, did you hate it? Any parts of it? Are there any parts of it that you didn't like? Is there any parts of it you go like, gosh, you know, now I wish that would be better? Well, it's again, it's one of those things where I was actually looking through it through my Ollie lens and going, Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm, inter- I'm introducing this to a new person. I hope it's good. Yeah. As I watch it, I hope it's good. And then I kept yeah. just thinking like, oh, he's gonna hate that special effects part, and then he's gonna hate that part. But I but I kept saying to myself, listen, I fucking love this movie. Cause and again, I just I know it's because of the nostalgia is a lot of it. Yeah. But again, I love the concept of it too. And if they could execute it again now, it'd be awesome. Like in twenty twenty one or whatever, I'd be all about it. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, that was okay. that was you. You are right now what I was last week, except you gave me a lot more shit. Than I'm giving you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. They did Firefox again. It was with Owen Wilson, I think. He went. By, he went I can't remember what it's called, but it's like behind enemy lines. Yeah, so they did it. They did it again. It was funny. It was a funny movie. Oh 
How about you, Jason? Is this movie just as good on rewatch as it as you remember it? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I the same things that have ever bothered me about it bother me about it, like the samurai thing. But yeah, and and in the final scene where he's like, "Oh, I am everything. I you know, yeah. I know everything," and all this other stuff, you can easily see the wire that he's hanging from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even look for that. And I'm pretty sure, like when he's hanging there. Uh, there's these two lines of electricity that are crackling up yeah. towards the ceiling and stuff, and I'm pretty sure they did that exactly to hide the wires. Like, like oh, dude, the, oh, like, I see. Most stuff of it never like one scene. You're like, oh, look at this wire. That's like, right. I have some, uh, I have some trivia stuff for you later that will uh, probably break your heart. Very low tech methods that were used for some of the scenes. Oh. Oh no! I have. Yeah, I he was lying on the ground, they had, writhing. They had, they had some terrible. They had some like, uh, like if they had just a little bit more money, I think mm-hmm. you know it, it would have just been. It would have just rocketed it far up. But for what they had, I mean, Jesus Christ! I thought it was. I thought it was great. They had so many great scenes in there that are just mm-hmm. so many good quotes. So yeah. many, uh, just just tons of good shit. That don't that, ever speak to me. Like right, mm-hmm. don't ever speak to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then the whole like uh, when he first meets uh, Ramirez, and mm-hmm. they and they cut and the transitions. Jesus Christ, the transitions of this fucking movie. Uh, when they when they come up and they're on this boat and yeah. Ramirez is singing, he's like B A, you know, uh, and he spells out balance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like boats. I don't like water. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Oh my god! there's Kurgan has all the lines. There was also that guy that the the newspaper guy. We talked the cop. There's so there's a sub kind of plot where the cops are trying to find out who's cutting people's heads off. Oh shit! There's a bunch of cops going around. They actually are not. Super terrible at first, but uh, there's a part. There's a part where you guys remember where that uh, that that newspaper guy's talking to him, and he's he's reading uh, some quotes from the paper about the police effort. He's like, "What does incompetent mean?" As he's reading, and he's, he's like, "What does baffled mean?" <laughs> he's reading the story about him, and they're like taking a chip. You know, cops can't read. What does incompetent mean? That mayor, he calls me at two o'clock in the morning. I don't even answer the phone anymore. Hey, what does baffled mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does baffled mean? He's like acting all innocent. Yeah. Like, that's so much great. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, but the Kurgan, the whole, the scene where he's in the, the favorite scene of the whole movie is the one where he's in the church. Mm-hmm. Where and they don't ever explain this either, Jason. Oh, where yeah. why holy ground mm-hmm. is this place that even the Kurgan won't violate it and try to kill? Fucking McLeod's ready to kill him right there. He's yeah, he's yeah. ready to like not even worry about it. He's like, fuck it, yeah. I'm gonna try to kill you right here. And what's mm-hmm. crazy is just those two left, right? Like they're like what yeah. council is gonna say, Oh, you can't yeah. you're in trouble now. Like there's absolutely as far as anybody knows, no good unless you don't get the quickening. Right. Guess, you, yeah. If you don't get it, if you then you're then you're fucked. You just fucked yourself. I um, remember, 
yeah. But he tells him he's going to wait for him outside. He doesn't even show up. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he fucking McLeod's serious. He's like, come outside and I'll be waiting for mm-hmm. you. And Kurgan just fucking hangs out in there. But he has all those great lines. He like sticks his tongue out at the nuns. Uh, the, the pastor comes over and tries to get, get him to leave or whatever. Uh, and he's, I, he's, you know, the, what's that one, Jason? Uh, I have something to say. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Like it just yeah, randomly yeah, as he's walking yeah, out. So it's such great, yeah, such great shit in there, man. I, I wish they, I do wish they would redo this movie. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I, and like you say, that that gentleman could come back and redo that Fuck role. Yeah. Okay, yeah. give him some, yeah. uh, give him some TRT, Ollie. Give him some TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. <laughs> give him a... TRT protein shakes. Get him over to the Bellevue <laughs> Pro Club. Doctor Squat, that guy will be fucking huge. <laughs> All right, Ollie, what's the next section here? Um, well, we've covered what we like, what we don't like about it. Open questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the standard questions, rather. Uh, when did I see this the first time? Last night. How about you guys? Did you see it later? <laughs> 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 How many times have I seen it? Out? I've seen it once. How about you, you? you? What year did this come out? Uh, 86. I definitely didn't see it in the theater then. Yeah. I probably saw it. I would probably rented it, like probably yeah. whatever when it came out in the rental store. Probably mm-hmm. um, I'm, for me, for me, Jason might have seen it theater. I'm pretty sure I saw it the year it came out on HBO. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. this is probably a great cable movie. This is definitely a if you're up at one o'clock in the morning and Highlander comes on, you're like, I'm I'm committed. I'm staying up. I'm going. And we watch it all the time. And Ollie, like you were alluding to before, yes, we loved it more because we were D and D nerds. But all of our friends are also D and D nerds, so we all also <laughs> like me. Can you know Jason, Can and Doer, and all those guys play this. Mm-hmm. So we all we all love the soundtrack. We all listen to it all the time. So we kind of like yeah, we kind of pumped this movie up a lot. But yeah. yeah. Um, so we've already covered that it should be made into a TV show or already has been made a TV show, should be redone again. If mm-hmm. if we were doing new casting, like obviously the, the Gergen guy could come back, uh, but like what about for the McLeod <laughs> character? Who could be in it? Tom Hardy. I, I wrote down Johnny Lawrence because Cobra Kai for life, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, are you trying to reinvigorate someone? Are you trying to? Are you trying to invigorate someone's career here with your choice, dude? I don't need to invigorate his career, man. That fucking show is taking off, man. Uh, I've seen one episode. I haven't seen. One oh, episode. you're missing out. I haven't. I haven't. I want to though. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I wrote down that like if Heath Ledger were still alive, he would have been good as. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of people that could they could just slot into this role that would be able to do do well at it. You know, it'd probably be a young Hollywood type. Hopefully, it wouldn't be too something too stupid. But yeah. I think where they really make the role shine though is the bad guy who are yes. playing Bergen. Always the same as this formula here, but I would just like a little bit more interesting main guy. And then Ramirez's yeah. character would be awesome. And then they could throw in some other cool people. But yeah. The I'm bad sorry, guy but... is the most important casting of all of the movies we've talked about. In my opinion, yeah. every single movie, the whoever is playing the antagonist is always the most important. 
is because oh, yeah. they're not believable. If they're not scary. If they're not dread, if you don't have any any dread towards them, then it's like I remember like the worst Bond movie I ever saw was Quantum of the Solace, and I remember oh, like. God. The bad guy was like an environmentalist who drove a fucking Prius, and it was like yeah, I don't understand why I'm supposed to be afraid of this guy. <laughs> I really disappointed in the Bond films because they don't. I mean, they've given up a little bit on the names on the names for the ladies, Ollie. You know, the names oh the yeah, are always the highlight. You know, because they used to have like the suggestive names, like I want to hump a lot, and like yeah, uh, that's like the Pierce Brosnan one. He was like. Oh, it was uh, oh. Denise Richards, Christmas. Uh, oh, God. Jones or something. But then she had another name that was like Dr. BJ or something. It was I something can't... like that, but, but the line was like, <laughs> the line after he nails her was like, Christmas oh. comes more than twice a year or once a year or whatever. Something like that after he nails her. I, I figured it out. It was Dr. Goodhead. It was Dr. Goodhead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not even trying. Like, what, what's going on? What's happening? Okay, yeah. uh, Bill Paxton Award. Mm. See this? Okay, so this is a sorry. you start you start talking. I'll get mine ready because I have mine. I just want to bring up a picture of it. Go ahead. Okay, so so I, I I I you know Bill Paxton Award is someone who steals the scene every time they're in it. Now we've never really established whether it's okay to have the Bill Paxton Award winner be the villain, the main villain. Mm. Or even like a guy who's also a big star, because my two were well, I would go Kurgan, obviously. If I if, uh-huh. if, if that was if he was in play. And if he wasn't in play, it'd definitely be Ramirez because Sean Connery does fucking he carries all those scenes basically between him and fucking uh you know, Connor or whatever. But I would go if I can pick Kurgan first, it's gonna be him because every fucking scene he's in, he's the best yeah. part of it by far. By far. Okay, Jason, what's your answer? Because I actually have a thoughtful response for Nathan, but I want to hear your answer first. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my answer is basically the same as Nathan's. Uh, okay. Those, those, those are my two. I, I think the rule of thumb with the Bill Paxton Award is if their picture is on the cover art, they can't count. And I will tell you that Kurgan <laughs> is not. So I think Kurgan counts. Like, you could say okay. Kurgan because he does, he does eat up all the scenes. I mean, the the Connor McLeod character was the main character of this movie. He was the featured character. So I do agree that you could you could get away with that. I think that's fair enough. I think, uh, I mean, my Bill Paxton award, just because, like, again, I'm not as passionate about these characters as you guys were, but this gentleman I recognized, his name uh, in the movie is Angus McLeod. But the reason... <laughs> The reason that this guy stood out to me was because, I don't know if you know this, but that same fucking actor and same essential character, he played in Braveheart. So, like, this dude is in Braveheart doing the same fucking thing. Like, he probably had the same fucking costume. He just said, hey, like, when Mel Gibson called him up to play Braveheart, but, like, hey, just bring that costume you had on Highlander and we're all set. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. That yeah. is hundred percent what happened. That is hundred percent what happened. I agree with you. I saw the guy too, and I had to think about it. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's him. And yeah. they typecast this guy. He, I, I feel like he's in a because I think he's in. Was he in Troy as well? Like oh, I feel he like he's in period costume in Troy as well, like armor and like fucking. I don't know if he was in Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So 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 no. So Angus McLeod is. <laughs> Tolly motherfucker. So he's, he's, <laughs> you know, he chewed up the scenery for you, did he? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, you know, like, 
I, you I do have, you're, you're pulling a Nathan. You're pulling a Nathan. You're pulling a Nathan. Well, 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 no, no. Like, give it to a hairstylist and shit oh, like that. Fuck, fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. I would have to. I would have to say, like, the guy who tied his shoes because his shoes reminded me of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. Uh, you know, I did one guy's hairstylist one time. <laughs> yeah, and I, okay. I did a karate, a karate trainer another time. That's okay. all. I I can see that your guys' uh, uh, Bill Paxton order is, is better for sure. For sure. Okay, so moving into some of the standard questions that I always dig into with a little bit of research. This movie cost sixteen sixteen million dollars to make. Sixteen million dollars. Okay. Um, okay. And it made twelve point nine million, so it made it was a loss. Um, but one thing I forgot to do it, but I'm gonna do it real quick. Is average ticket cost, uh, movie ticket price in 1986? Movie ticket price, 1986. Because I think that plays into it, right? Like how much was a movie ticket? And okay, so it was three fifty five up to eight ninety seven. So that that makes a difference, like when you're looking at like how much money a, like a movie made, because you're like, okay, oh, well, buying power is eight dollars. Okay, so yeah. right. I mean, because a movie uh, today costs twenty bucks, and you know, yeah. or twenty five bucks now. Jesus. I mean, I feel like this movie, and I, you know, I haven't done the research. I don't know. So mm-hmm. uh, shocking, shocking. I know, um, but I feel like it caught on in more the cult cult following yes. afterwards oh, as sure. well like many of these movies do and mm-hmm. has since obviously made up a lot of money and you know the the sales of dvds and blu-rays and that sort of yeah thing. oh yeah that's my guess. Oh, yeah. that's my guess. They made their money back they made multiple more movies and, yes. a, and a tv series and a cartoon sure. yeah. yeah i think but also it's also possible the box office numbers that i get don't include global because that's another thing because this movie probably played very well in japan and china and all that shit yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, it's so, very so. much in line with the kinds of films that typically do well there. And Sean Connery was a global brand. This other gentleman, yeah. definitely not, but Sean Connery would have would have would yeah. have netted some cash. Um, so here is review scores. I hope you have your <laughs> Ebert ready to go. I got it ready to go, bro. Uh, this one for Rotten Tomatoes. This one got sixty nine percent with the critics and seventy nine percent with the audience. Wow, so that's actually much, way higher than I thought it was going to be. Much better than Firefox last wow. week, which was, which was in the thirties. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, I will tell you this: I have a feeling that Roger Ebert liked Firefox more than this movie. Uh, <laughs> the way I know that is that I, I did some research and I found out that he did not even review on, mm. on on in a written form the first movie. He reviewed the second movie. Interesting. And so I went and looked at his the review score for the second movie, and right. it was the first time I'd see this score. Uh-huh. Half a star. Half a star. <laughs> Half a fucking star for the second movie. Second movie was terrible, though. I mean, I, I will say it was terrible. So I went and saw that he did a video review of this with Siskel. And okay. he, while he didn't give it a stars, he gave it a thumbs down, and he definitely did not. He did you. not love it. He did not love the. He did not love this movie, Jason. Uh, Ebert did not love this movie, so he can fuck off. Uh, Ebert's taste he, was really. I mean, if you look at it like in reflection, his taste in films was not that good. And him and Siskel like had this like stranglehold on movie reviews for like three decades. Like everybody believed that they were the gods of movie making, or like critique and they were awful they made bad choices over and over again like we're really they must have gotten paid on the back end or like you know favors to say something good about shitty you know like i feel like 
Some of the ones they said, yeah, anyways. I've completely turned around on this, as we've talked about before. I used to believe that the critics had merit. Like, I used to read, there's a guy from the New York Times named A.O. Scott who writes very, like, highbrow reviews of films. And I used to always think, okay, well, if he likes it, then it's going to be good. And then I'd go to one of those movies that he likes, and I'd walk out, like, fucking half asleep because I was like, that was the most boring piece of shit ever. I mean, honestly, it's what the public thinks that I really gravitate to now. So, like, that second score of 79% is more indicative of what I might enjoy you know like if other people liked it then i probably would like it you know like yeah that's simple like movie crit- and especially now especially now with like ultra wokeness and everything like every movie critic's gonna be like does this movie like hit the right like demographics is it is it culturally sensitive do they talk about tacos in the right way like any number <laughs> 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 yeah agreed <laughs> Uh, no, I yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. Uh, oh, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Anyways, Jason, were you gonna say something? I saw your your eyes light up, but that might just be the deadness behind your eyes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not surprised at this that people like this movie. Um, yeah, seventy nine percent is actually a little higher than I thought it was even gonna be. So I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. with that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I like this movie. I think this one's yeah. shit. I, I'm not sad that Siskel hated it because, like I said, he hates a lot of fucking stuff. So mm. whatever. Or Ebert, I mean. Yeah. All right. Before I get into trivia, Jason, do you have anything you want to say about what we just discussed? Uh, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I like this movie. That's, okay. That's all there is. That's all there is. End of sentence. <laughs> He's confident in his movie sexuality. I as well. Yeah. As much as I've ever dug it. Okay, well, let's get into some of the trivia. Uh, the first one off the bat, I think you guys would like. The sword sparkling, sparking while c- clashing was accomplished by attaching a wire to each sword that led down to arms of the actors to a car battery. So they ran a wire oh, up the arms attached to a car battery, and one was connected to the positive terminal and the other was t- connected to the negative terminal. So when the swords touched, there was an arc. That's how they did the fucking What thing. in the... F- That's got to be... <laughs> Uh, that's got to be some sort of violation, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's called like 1986 you, pre-lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, fucking Hugh Jackman rolling in there? They're like, hey, Hugh. Uh, We're going to touch your car battery. You're going to start fight today. By the way, attach it to your car battery, standing in a foot of fucking water half the time. Up top yeah. of that thing. Yeah, what the fuck? I was thinking that the whole time. Like, yeah, there's also a part in there I just noticed for the first time, like with my with my scared for you eye last night, mm-hmm. which was when the when his when the when the the metallurgist is she's tied up by the Kurgan on this on the sign that says like Spurs or Stallion or whatever it says. I don't remember what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, this big lit up sign. You know, at a point at a certain point when the Kurgan gets knocked off from the catwalk he's on with her. He starts trying to cut it down so she'll like fall and die, basically. And he's yeah. like, cuts one thing, does a spin move, and cuts another. And I'm looking at it from the special effects point of view, and three fourths of it falls, like, and mm. it kind of rip, rips off and falls. And sh- her part somehow stays up, you know, it, you know, her part stays up and doesn't collapse with the rest of it and kill her. Mm-hmm. But I was watching that going, like, I wonder how they did that because they made a giant structure. I'll rip almost all the way off the wall, and she somehow heard. I mean, maybe they had it to be. Anyways, I just thought mm. that was like, yeah. Now that you're saying like the attached car batteries, I'm thinking, 
fuck, maybe they were like just doing a bunch of fucking shady shit like the whole time up there. That's crazy, man. That's oh, crazy. God. Yeah, I, I doubt I doubt that would get a, you get away with it now. Wow. I mean, now they would just add it digitally afterwards. But like, oh yeah, would, all of the actors would be wearing tennis balls all over their face and then yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> manipulated later. Um, yeah. So all of Sean Connery's scenes had to be filmed in one week because his schedule was what? tight. So he had a bet with a director that they could not finish in seven days, but they did. And the reason that this bit of trivia, and he, he by the way, for that one week, he got a million dollars. So $1 million for the work. Wow. Again, Sean, it's a similar thing to what we talked about last week with Clint Eastwood. Like, Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, these, these stars were the biggest stars in the world. So they moved mountains to get them into their movies. It reminded me of when we talked about The Rock. Remember they at The Rock, they, they built a cabin for him on Alcatraz. Right, right, yeah. right. Because <laughs> he so didn't like to like, fly out. or something on helicopters backwards and forwards. He didn't want to take the boat. He didn't want to fly back and forth. He just, he just wanted, wanted to One trip. Yeah. Yeah, so he just wanted to be out there on the island for his whole time, so they built him a cabin. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal, yeah. Uh That's crazy. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So according to the director, Russell Mulcahy, the crew felt that Clancy Brown had become the Kurgan, and some refused to go near him. So they didn't (laughs) hang out with him. (laughs) Hey, like the aforementioned Heath Ledger from from Batman, like he got into it so much that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people. I mean, listen. In the scene where he's got his head nearly shaved off, he looks fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. He I does. wouldn't want to go hang out with him either. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, okay, so Christopher Lambert spent time with a dialogue coach, developing an accent which sounded non-specifically foreign. Whoa! I feel yeah. like he sounds like that in every movie, though, Jason, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he does. So, <laughs> so I don't know what they did. Maybe he just maybe that stuck with him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I feel like he sounds like that in every movie. Like it didn't work. <laughs> All right. All right. That's a weird one. If next right. time I get to travel and if somebody asks me if I'm Canadian or American, I'm gonna say no, no, I'm non specifically I'm non specific, yeah. This accent is not specifically foreign. Can you tell? Um Here's a, a odd one. Kurt Russell was originally cast as Connor McCloud, but he pulled out of the project at the ins- at the insistence of his girlfriend Goldie Hawn. He instead starred in Big Trouble in Little China. So uh, this oh, okay. this was a casting decision I completely embrace. He would have been fucking awful, and he was uh, perfect. Uh, he was perfect as Jack Burton in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That is true. That is true. Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to pull. I wouldn't want to have to pull, be pulled out of that movie for this one for sure. Or tr- him trying a Scottish accent? Could you imagine Kurt Russell with <laughs> a Scottish accent? Yeah, said, fuck it. Yeah, he'd have a yeah. specific foreign one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. Well, I was actually blown away that Queen did the soundtrack for this, and I thought the, the soundtrack was epic. But before yeah. Queen decided to do the soundtrack for the film, apparently David Bowie, Sting, and Duran Duran were considered instead. Um so I wonder how they got him to do it. Like, I wonder if it was like, you know, I can't, I don't mean, Queen would have been really big at this time still, or maybe I think in the 80s. Uh, 
It must have cost them money unless they knew him for some reason. And... I don't know about that, but this is my here's a suspicion I have. I know that, like in the eighties, late the late seventies and early eighties, like movies and music were really meshed, and this is the part that was meshed. It was the financing because you know that like the guys from Monty Python were very close with Pink Floyd, and Pink Floyd like actually financed some of the early Monty Python. Oh. So oh. like that whole like crossover between music and and entertain and and movies, it didn't it didn't surprise me. I wasn't surprised that they had that. And Queen, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the um, Bohemian Rhapsody movie or whatever. It was pretty, yeah, 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 pretty yeah, it was good cool. movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah. amazing band, incredible story. But yeah. um, okay, so that's the last of our trivia. Now we get into the best picture category for the year of this film. Yeah, let's see who um, up who who this movie should have won against, right, Adrian? Okay. So you, yeah, you have no idea how disappointed I was to find out Kiss of the Spider Woman had nothing to do with Spider Woman. Yeah, I'll be fair. <laughs> okay. As a kid, as a kid yeah, uh, you know, growing up and then seeing the um, Kiss of the Spider Woman, anything. Jason, Jason, here's the other thing that fucked me up about about the about the '80s. Uh, uh, there was a there was a TV show um, called The Avengers, mm. but oh. it was yeah. a British. Yeah, yeah. I show, right? But yeah, yeah. we would go to my grandma's house and she had cable. We didn't have cable. So at my grandma's house, she had cable. And on Saturday mornings, we'd get up real early, like 5 a.m. to start watching cartoons. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember seeing in her in her TV guide, like at like 4 in the morning, the Avengers were on. And I was like, oh, shit, what? Like, they have an Avengers cartoon, huh? This is like in 1983, you know? It's like... Yeah. And so I get up at like four in the morning, four thirty in the morning, and quietly turn the TV on, and am fucking super confused why it's black and <laughs> white, a dude and a chick talking about spy stuff. And I watch it for a really long time, thinking, okay, it's going to change any time now. Yeah. No can do. I was very disappointed. So Jason, I probably be on that Spider Woman, yeah. Jason. Yeah. So the nominees this year were The Color Purple, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Prizzy's Honor, Witness. Jesus. And out of Africa, uh, and the winning film was Out of Africa. So, like, I I would say that of these movies, I think only two of them are even findable now, and that would be Out of Africa and The Color Purple. Uh, Witness is the one with that's the one Mom and Dad took us to, right, Jason? Because yeah, I yeah, found yeah, the theater yeah, yeah. is with um, Harrison Ford, Han Solo. Yeah, Harrison Ford. And uh, I didn't see any of the other ones. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Witness. No, I'm saying you haven't seen the color purple. I have not. No. Oh man, it's a pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to watch dark. it. It's dark. It's it was one of Oprah's uh, uh, like book club movies or whatever. Yes, yeah, so this one's uh, he's like a he's like a detective and he has to go to like Amish land, people, Amish land, yeah. to like find out who killed some people or whatever. Ooh, Kelly McGillis. Like, I should be I should I should be writing descriptions for these things on whatever okay so as as usual we would prefer to watch Highlander over any of these fucking films oh yes of course of yeah. course I don't know that it should, I don't know that it should win best fan picture but I mean <laughs> over those films for sure right guys yeah, yeah. okay so now is the time we talk about what we do next, and I have an idea. Okay, you have an idea, but I'd like to ask Jason something. Okay, go for it. Jason, if you were to do another one of these, which I hope you don't ever do one again. <laughs> do, wait, if you, do another if you, one of what? 
these podcasts. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I hope you decide never to do one again. But if you did, what kind of what? What do you think? Of one of the two movies you should work on? what? What he kind wants, of movie? He you wants know? to be in Flash Gordon because you've been talking about it for three months. I'm sure, I'm sure he wants to do Flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? Kind of mind. Disappointing. How many people? How many people get confused about Flash Gordon and the Flash? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. saddened by that. Like, yeah, they're know, very say, different. The Flash? No, Flash. Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash Gordon was first. Fuckers. Ming the, Ming the Merkel, Merciless, right, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ming the, Ming, the, Ming the fucking Merkel, Merciless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So what? What other one other than Flash Gordon? Oh, uh, you know what? I can't remember if there are rules for this podcast as to what movies you'll actually watch. <sighs> we try to keep because, yeah. Because Actually, like, 80s, yeah. early 90s, if we can. We try to keep it 80s, 90s, but we also we will dip sometimes in the 2000s if the yeah. movies if the movies match that era. Like if they are like uh, ballsy of that era. Like if they come out, like yeah, like a John I Wick do, would be probably available. Sort John of. Wick, like, John Wick is possible. I mean that's fine. I was thinking it's like you know, something like Equilibrium or, or yeah, that movie's dope. Uh, oh, have you seen that movie? I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh man, uh, yeah. Oh. What about um? I don't know if it's got. What about uh? (laughs) I'm trying to remember the name of this movie. It is. It's got Bill Paxton in it, actually. Uh, uh, What happens in the movie, Jason? I'm intrigued already. Frailty. Oh, frailty! That movie's dope. Mm. Yeah, movie's good. Uh, Ollie would Ollie like? I think Ollie would like that movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Okay, okay. So, flash frailty. Okay, okay. So, Ollie, let's hear your idea. Let's hear okay. your idea. So, this is my idea. So, okay, so let's, hate, let's hate on him as soon as he says it. Together at the same time. Okay. I'll, I'll count so, one, two, so three. Today is is Sunday, January seventeenth. In three days, we are going to inaugurate a new president, and we are going to say goodbye to the monster. I really. I really yeah. want to do something patriotic this week. I want to do the most patriotic film I can think of. Mel Gibson's the, a patriot. No, the most <laughs> pa- no, the most patriotic f- film that I can think of that matches not, our category. Independence Day. No, not, not Independence Day. Stop. <laughs> one, two, three. This is a stupid, stupid idea, Ollie. Come on, dude. The stupid movie idea. I am thinking of is Rocky Four. God damn it. I do <laughs> It is the most. It is the most ridiculous wow. Rocky, and it is the most the most patriotic film I can think of. It is okay. unfucking believably patriotic. Okay, here's the deal. I will agree to this. Okay, only because I am going to. I believe this is the one with yes, with Wazir yeah. alum Dolph Lundgren. Yes, Wazir okay. alum. Yeah. alum. Uh, so you will get some Wazoo facts, I'm sure. He's definitely a Wazoo alum because he fucking cooged that fight at the end. <laughs> no, no. Uh, fuck, go fuck yourself. Wow. Go, go fuck yourself. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Don't, don't, don't scroll, bitch. Don't scroll. Look at this, <laughs> with this news story you have on the screen right here, right now, to the to the right. Rocky F- Rocky Four at thirty five. Sylvester Stallone was in the ICU after Coog Dolph Lundgren actually connected. So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, so you have agreed we're going to do Rocky Four next. 
Sure, I will. I will okay. find Rocky Four, and, and I then will, I will, I'll, Jason. I will. We will do Flash Gordon immediately followed. I've already communicated with oh, Todd, uh, so we'll do Rocky Four followed by Flash Gordon. How's that? Jason, is there any sort of Flash Gordon like extended version or something? Or is it the, the regular one? No, I think there's just one version of it. Okay, all right. Uh, it might have like. I'm pretty sure I've got it on the on the NAS. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Agreed. All right. Okay, Rocky Four. Right. It yeah. is. Yeah. I am yeah. fucking excited. Did I? I told you what Emily got me for Christmas, right? It's so cool. It's this like it's like a beer can size projector, and you stick it on a tripod, um, and you can watch a movie on a projector screen in your living room. It's awesome. And yeah. you, can plug, you can plug fire sticks into it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have a not a cool can version, but I have a bigger version of that, which probably isn't as good. But yeah, yeah that's good. I'm awesome. jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. So that's All what right. I'm gonna watch Rocky Four with. I remember I saw this movie. I remember where I saw it. Anyway, we can go into it. But I'm excited. Yeah, ruining it. Don't, you know, save it. Because this is the most. This is a very patriotic week. Our country is going to change hands. It's kind of a big deal. I thought let's let's watch something upbeat and patriotic. So this is. What I, mean, I really did think you were going to say Independence Day because you know I know how much you love Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like Jeff Goldblum. I think he's pretty fucking awesome in that movie. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like when Will Smith punches the alien and knocks him out through his exoskeleton, Jason. Yeah. 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 Well. Will Smith's a big guy. I mean, he's he pretty is. big. But I, man, he's I was, tall, I was upset. I was upset. Alien, yeah. and he was, he was the biggest. He was the biggest star in the world for a while, and he's kind of died off as far as like his career. Like, what was the last Will Smith movie you were excited you know, to see? I feel like he's like doing other things, like behind the scenes of movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing some smaller films, like some of the more just like quote unquote like important films, you know, with like a. Of message or whatever, but mm-hmm. I thought about Bright. Wasn't he on Bright? On yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah, years yeah. ago, that's the last like sort of sci-fi. He was a superhero a couple of years before that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. I think he had that. Oh yeah, that Gemini movie last year. Where oh he yeah, yeah. Elf, but I no one ever watched that movie. So, anyways, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. He's he needs he he needs to come back. Maybe they'll do another Rocky and put him in it. <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, Emily, I told Emily we were going to do this one, and I said I was excited, or I told her that we were going to try to do this one, and I said I was excited to watch it with her, and she goes, do I need to have seen any of the previous Rockies? I'm like, no. All no. you need to know, like, are you aware that Rocky is a boxer? Yes. Okay, you're good. You don't need to know anything else. <laughs> like, the rest of it is, like, kind yeah. of not necessary. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> pretty straightforward. Jason, Jason, tell the truth. Are you happy that you don't have to watch Rocky Four? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I watched it when it came out. Uh, <laughs> one time, Ollie. You watched it one time. How much of a patriot uh, can he be? I might have watched it more than once because I think mm. I really I, I dug that movie. It was it's a movie. fucking good movie. And of the Rockies, it's like... Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. out, of the two, out of the two of us, Jason and me, who do you think is probably the bigger patriot, you think? Jason. No. No. I'm rock flag and eagle, Ali. For me, I'm the rock and roll, the flag and fucking eagle. Not Jason. Well, two weeks ago, two two weeks ago, you you talked about the fun kind of fascism. So I don't think that was a good discussion. There's a lot of confusion going along. I'm confused. What do you mean this movie is fascist? Oh, that the oh, fucking SS uniforms not given away. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I feel like the audience enjoys my childlike innocence because I don't know these things. I don't, I don't, I don't see color. I don't see, apparently, I don't see fascism either. So yeah, that's yeah. my bad. I'll try to fucking fix that shit. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Rocky Four. We got it. Rocky Good Four. Job. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm really glad I got to watch Highlander. I am a better person for it. So thank you very much uh-huh. for suggesting it, Nathan. Jason, thank you as always for being on. We will get Absolutely. you on in a couple of weeks to do Flash Gordon. Um, I will take care of the logistics because Nathan sucks at logistics, and we've been waiting yeah, for him to yeah. take the ball on this one for a while. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it. I believe it. I believe it. Okay. Uh, Nathan, I'll see you in hell. Jason, I'll see you in hell. See you in hell. I will see you in hell, but probably last because I'll chop all your guys' heads off first. <laughs> <laughs>